Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast, what did Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch have to say to, at Tuesday's media session? What Oklahoma needs to do to rebound against Texas Tech? And a tale of the tape to get you ready for Saturday's matchup. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And man, we got to start off with what Alex Trinch and Lincoln Riley had to say in Tuesday's media session. It was they took two different tones. Lincoln Riley took more of a positive optimistic hey a win is a win we got the win kind of a tone obviously you know he was disappointed and frustrated with the performance and the way that they started and I mean as most of us were right I mean it was really really frustrating to watch that team in the first half of that game both on both sides of the football it was a team that just didn't look disciplined and didn't look um, prepared and ready to play a game Um, and I get where Alex or where Lincoln Riley is coming from a little bit. You you don't want to completely throw your team under, under the bus, but maybe at some point you do like there, there might be times where in the media, you might want to just go ahead and say, you know what, we're not getting it done. And I think that's the kind of the tone that Alex Grinch took. Now he just covers one half of the football. He just coaches that side, but I feel like his demeanor and his, um, perspective or what he was what he was talking about with this team was hey we're just not doing the things that we need to do in practice to get ready to play a football game and part of that is just i mean he he kind of took a lot of the blame and he tried to 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 force the accountability upon himself but and, and here's kind of the, the the main thing is like he's like it, it's on me that i've not been able to inspire and motivate these guys to play better. And in a way, yeah, that's true. It ultimately all falls on, you know, if it's the defense, the defensive coordinator, if it's the offense, you know, the offensive coordinator, which is Lincoln Riley, but it ultimately falls on, on Lincoln Riley, the head coach. However, I will say this, like sometimes like you can't motivate a person, like there's just nothing you can do to motivate somebody. You've, they've got to have some kind of internal motivation within like something that brings out the best with, within them. And there's, there's times where that's, there's nothing you can say or do. And so the, the players, they've got to really look within themselves, like figure out what are that, what do I need to do to get myself up for a game, get myself up for a practice, for a snap, for a rep, because I feel like that's really the issue is like, they're not taking every snap, every rep, every series, every game as like, like seriously. And they're not giving it their 100% best effort because, you know, Jeremiah Hall talked about it in his, in his, you know, press briefing when he, he kind of talked about like um, mental, you know, loafs. Uh, I think it was John Hoover that asked the question, like, how, how do y'all track loafs, which are like plays where somebody might not be given their best effort. And he's like, yeah, we do. And he's like, I didn't really notice a lack of effort so much as a, 
a lot of mental mistakes. And I think that's, I think that's accurate. Obviously the offsides penalties on the first drive of the game were, were very noticeable. Uh, but some of it's also like just the way that they defended certain things. Like, especially we talked about it earlier in the week, the read option, it was like, they'd never seen a read option before. And Kansas was able to take advantage of their overaggression on the running back. And Jason Bean was able to slip out the backside but that's something that they should be well-versed in defending at this point in time. Like we've seen them struggle with it all year at some point. Like I got to imagine that Alex Trench and the defensive coaches are working on it in practice. So why isn't it showing up in games? I think that comes back to what Hall said in, in that it's a lot of the mental aspect of it. And so, you know, Lincoln Riley has, has a point, you know, this is a team that's still undefeated. And, you know, if you go back and look at the 2000 national championship team, went undefeated, won the national championship, but in Bedlam, they kind of fought Oklahoma state to a 12, seven win. Uh, Josh Heupel threw two interceptions. Uh, You know, he was banged up, you know, he was dealing with injuries, took Derek straight, making a play in the end zone to, to seal the game for the Sooners. So and that was an Oklahoma state team that was three and eight. And yes, it's bedlam rivalry games are a little bit different, but this is an Oklahoma team. And, and Lincoln Riley said it again on Tuesday. He said, this is we're, we're a team that's going to get the best out of everybody. Like everybody is gearing up for us the same way that we gear up for Texas. And he's got a point in that, that Oklahoma is going to get everybody's best. And I think that's kind of what happened back in 2000 with Oklahoma State is Oklahoma State the, in the rivalry saw uh, undefeated Sooners team. And they're like, hey, we're going to give them our best shot. We're ready to go. Let's go play. And they did. They almost pulled off the upset. And so is that is that game similar to this Kansas game? Now, obviously, they're a little bit different program wise. But in that season, Oklahoma State was three and eight. Like I said, Oklahoma should have won that game going away. And they, you know, they had to struggle to get the win. And so this doesn't necessarily have to mean that Oklahoma is dead in the water or they're not going to be able to have the, the capability of pulling off that undefeated season and winning a national championship. If there's anything good that's coming out of all these close wins or overcoming, you know, a, a terrible start against Kansas, it's adversity. Like if you learn to overcome adversity, then you don't feel like any, any deficit or any challenge is um, outside of your reach. Like you can, you can achieve anything when you have overcome adversity, like the Oklahoma Sooners have this year. And I mean, it's not going to be easy against Texas tech. I think they're a team that does pose some challenges, but I think this is a game where Oklahoma should win. Um, You know, they're going to be favored and they're a team that is the better team on paper. However, we've seen this team play a lot of close games this year hopefully this is the week where they've kind of refound their focus and their dedication. They're ready to go in and, and go in, go into this game before the bye week and kind of finish it with a positive note. Like this has been a long stretch of the season. And, and that's why Lincoln Riley gave them the, the Monday off a week ago. So now's the time to like put your best foot forward. You've got a break coming up, like give everything you can this week during practice and on Saturday's game. And just go pedal to the metal, give it all you've got, lay it all on the line. And then you go into the, go into the break and you've got a little bit of a breather. You can get it, get a chance to get rested up, get healthy, 
you know, um, heal up some of them, them little minor dings that, that might limit you. Uh, the other thing that Lincoln Riley had to say, speaking of injuries, is that they have a chance to get some guys back this week on defense. Um, he didn't say anybody specifically because that's just the way Lincoln Riley goes. Uh, but, hey, if they could get either Woody Washington or DJ Graham back, that'd be huge. Jeremiah Cordell, if they could get him back, that'd be great. Uh, Deller and Turner Yell, if he could come back, that'd be awesome. Uh, there's some talk that Jalen Redmond's going to be better, better ready or more ready for this week than he was last week. Uh, and there's a chance that Mario Williams and Michael Woods uh, could play this week as well. So a lot of guys coming back. It's going to be exciting. If they can get healthy for the stretch run, that's going to be huge and play a huge role in Oklahoma's chances of defending their big 12 championship and contending for a national championship. Cause right now it's, it's still kind of up in the air. I, I talked to, uh, you know, Parker Thune and Mike Steely on Monday, uh, 1400 sports talk. And I, they asked me like, what are the chances that Oklahoma goes undefeated? And I said, right now I, it looks like a coin flip. But a lot of that can change with how well they play against Texas Tech. If they come out and they kind of have a clunker in the first half, you know, I might not feel so confident about it. But if they come out and they just blow the doors off, you know, off the water, off the uh, off the, off the house, if they go and they just take care of business against Tech, then I might feel differently. I might give them a better chance of going undefeated. But the way things are are playing out recently, especially against Kansas, and I'm not so sure. But again, chance to get healthy this week. If they get healthy, all bets are off things are going to look a lot different. So coming up next, let's talk about what Oklahoma needs to do against Texas Tech to, to have a rebound performance. And then we'll have our tail of the tape segment in the third segment. But first, let me talk to you about SweatBlock. SweatBlock is the doctor-created, doctor-recommended antiperspirant that works for up to seven days per use. They offer the dry shirt guarantee. If SweatBlock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back guaranteed. It's not just for armpits. It's for chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere. And I mean anywhere that sweats. We've been getting a lot of success stories here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, and one was from an avid soccer player. He heard us talking about sweat block and thought it was too good to be true, but he was the, always the wettest guy after practicing games, like soaking wet. So he thought he'd give sweat block a shot. He tried it on his pits. The next practice, his pits were dry while everything else was wet. Guess he should have tried it on his other parts too. He says he didn't have to reapply for nine days. Now he's a true believer. Locked on listeners are loving sweat block. So make sure you go give it a try. You can go to sweatblock.com, use our promo code locked on and get 20% off at sweatblock.com. You can also go to Amazon where they've been a bestseller for years and CVS, but go to sweatblock.com so you can get that 20% off discount by using our promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Also got to talk to you about our friends over at McDonald's. This episode of Locked On is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. McDonald's, man, that is the place to be to reconnect and recharge with your community. You got dependable Wi-Fi and always tasty and affordable food. Last night, we went and got our, our baby that we've been fostering for a year got him his first happy meal and you should have seen this boy's face he loves himself a cheeseburger uh, we just like break off pieces for him a little bit at a time and then all of a sudden he just like reached out and grabbed the cheeseburger and was just like going to town on it i'm a big fan of that that double quarter pounder with cheese also love the sausage burrito man that was my go-to meal in college it still is like my good luck meal if i ever got a big interview or a big meeting things like that got to get that sausage burrito uh, in the hash brown. Love it. So make sure you go to McDonald's when you need to refuel and reconnect. It's always a great place to get some food and it always hits home. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. All right, now let's talk about what Oklahoma has to do to rebound against Texas Tech. But first, let me thank you so much for being a Locked On Sooner supporter, making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day. We are free and available on every platform. So the Oklahoma Sooners come into this game having given up 31 to TCU, allowed a Kansas offense to look probably the best it's looked all season long. And I wouldn't say they're reeling as a team because they, I mean, they had a 35 point outburst. They held Kansas to 13 points in the second half when, you know, Oklahoma was putting it on them offensively and Kansas wasn't able to really mount as much of an offensive effort in that second half. They started making more mistakes. The pressure was starting to get the Jason Bean a little bit more, uh, but it's a team that's still defensively, they've got to improve. And a lot of that comes down to the secondary. I think the secondary in zone coverage has been a struggle. Uh, they've had a hard time matching up man-to-man with different wide receivers um, in the last couple of weeks. Some of it's a side. I mean, Quentin Johnston from TCU, like that dude's just a beast. Like he's an animal. I think anybody that would be playing corner would have would have a hard time with him. Uh, but, you know, this past week against Kansas, I feel like they should have matched up a little bit better and had a bit better performance, um, but it was still a struggle. And so, you know, this week they've got Eric Ezukanma come in and, uh, and he's going to be tough, man. He's He's not an easy matchup like he's a a downfield threat that's going to really stress the Sooners defense um I think you know they can if they do some things defensively they're going to be able to um potentially take him away a little bit but I mean he he averages 11.2 um average depth of target and like that's where the Sooners have been been getting hurt by opposing offenses is down the field uh, Kylan Geiger, he's another one that has been really, really productive for Texas Tech. Um, and so one, one thing that they're going to have to continue to do well is continue to tackle well. Geiger averages 4.6 yards after the catch per, per, per reception. And as Ukonma, he averages 9.8 yards after the catch per reception. Um, they better be ready to tackle because these guys aren't going to go down easy. Um, I, I do, you know, I think this could be a really good, you know, bounce back game. I feel like Oklahoma is going to need some more from their interior play. You know, Perry on Winfrey was Oklahoma's worst graded defender last week against Kansas, which you wouldn't have expected. Um, but he's better than what he, what he showed. Like he's a better player than that. And so, and, and maybe he was getting caught off by the, the misdirection that Kansas was using in the read option. And that was, you know, forcing him to struggle or the play action, but he needs to be better defensively he needs to to help control the interior now if they get Jalen Redmond back that's going to help a lot but stand alone as as a player Perry on Winfrey should be one of your best interior defenders or one of your best players and he hasn't really been that this year he's kind of been up and down and so really I'm really hoping for a bounce back game from Perry on Winfrey this this week against Tech Uh, I think Billy Bowman's due man he's due for a good game and I don't know if this is going to be the week that he does it because Geiger and Ezekanma are really good but man, I'm ready to see him bounce back. I, I really like to see them throw him back in the slot and put Latrell McCutcheon on the outside. Now I know McCutcheon may not be, he's been kind of up and down as well, but I'd like to see him get more snaps. You know, I feel like if Woody Washington or DJ Graham aren't able to go, then give, give our guy McCutcheon a chance on the outside opposite of Jaden Davis and then throw Billy Bowman back in the slot where he's a little bit more naturally gifted. You know, he's athletic player, a lot of, you know, good change of direction skills. Like that's the guy that you're going to want in the slot against tech, because we, as we know with tech, 
they're always going to have pretty solid slot players. And with Sonny Cumbie taking over the reins in the, in the wake of Matt Wells firing, I expect this team to throw it a ton. Uh, they've got a pretty decent run game, but that's going to be the, the, the path of greater resistance is trying to run on the sooner. So they're going to, I think they're going to try and air it out. They're going to get the ball to the perimeter quickly force Oklahoma to tackle because that's where they've been weak uh, is making those tackles on the perimeter, at least at the start of games. And so um, Oklahoma needs to come in, you know, they missed nine more tackles against Kansas. They need to come in. They need to, we've talked about it every week. They need to tackle well. Um, And in order to bounce back, they just got to start fast. This is a team that's really struggled out of the gates and a lot of, a lot of their, even all their wins, like, you know, against, uh, you know, Tulane, they played Tulane to a 14-14 first quarter. And we, we see what Tulane's become. Um, against Texas, they fell behind by as much as 21 in the first half. Uh, if that's not a slow start, I don't know what is. You know, against TCU, they were, they were only up 17-14 uh, with a couple minutes to play uh, before scoring that, that touchdown just before halftime. They gave them a 24-14 lead. And so, you know, this is a team that needs to start a little bit quicker defensively. I'd like to see Alex Grinch get more aggressive um, right out of the gate. I feel like at times, and maybe it's to protect his, his secondary a little bit more, uh, but I don't know, man, use some zone blitzes, you know, get these guys thinking about what you're doing defensively. Uh, use, you know, use your, your corners. Like if you're concerned about your corners covering, then, you know, blitz somebody off the slot, like, take them out of coverage and send them on the pass rush, especially a guy like Billy Bowman, who's an athletic guy. Who's going to have the speed to get home. Use them. Don't, don't just let him sit back there and get beat all day. If you're concerned about his coverage abilities, get them, get Texas tech thinking about what you're doing by being aggressive. If you come out and you're the aggressor, even if they make a couple of plays, it's going to put, you know, put tension on them, you know, come with, go with some zero, some zero coverage and all out blitz looks at times. Don't sit back. Don't give up, you know, eight yards of cushion on third and five, be more aggressive. That's, that's really what I would like to see. Like if you're going to make a mistake, at least be aggressive. If you're going to be bad defensively, at least be aggressive. There's nothing worse than like passive defense and watching them march down the field on you. Yeah. I, you know, yes, you might give up a big play or two, but I think in the end that aggression pays off because offensive lines can only deal with the blitz for so long before they start leaking a little bit. So need a big game from Nick Bonito, Isaiah Thomas, Perrion Winfrey, if Jalen Ribbon's back from Jalen Ribbon as well. Uh, but coming up next, let's talk about the tail of the tape, see where these two teams match up and where Oklahoma might have the edge. But let me talk about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for more than 30 years. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and save? Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer, from the do-it-yourselfer to the professional mechanic. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Also got to talk to you about BetOnline. BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, the NHL, boxing, and UFC 
right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's BetOnline where the game starts. And again, thanks so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast as well with our guy Josh Neighbors. Had a great time on our Wednesday show just chatting it up with the, the folks from the Locked On Big 12 neighborhood. Uh, also, go check out Locked On Cowboys. That's that's one of my first listens every day. I love that show uh, with Marcus Mosher and Landon McCool. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, it's a great, great listen every single week. And then with basketball season starting, just you know, make sure you go check out Ryland Styles on the Locked On Thunder podcast, too. Uh, that guy is phenomenal. He does a great job, so make sure you check that out. All right, tell the tape. I broke this down over at the Sooners Wire. It's going to be publishing or published earlier today. Uh, but where does Oklahoma, how does Oklahoma match up with Texas Tech? Uh, offensively, they're about even in total yards. Uh, Oklahoma's got a bit of an edge um, on that. Uh, in points per game, Oklahoma's scoring 41.8, Texas Tech 34.2. Uh, so again, edge a little bit to Oklahoma. In passing offense, uh, they're a lot closer in this one. You know, this last week against Kansas, they had one of the few, some of their fewest passing yardages. Uh, or one of their lower passing yard games of the season. Uh, and so they're about even on that one. I think obviously Caleb Williams gets the edge because he's a better quarterback than Henry Columbia. Um, but in terms of just yardage gain, they're, they're pretty close. Uh, rushing offense, uh, this is where Oklahoma has a big edge. Uh, they gain 30, almost 30 yards more on the ground per game than Texas Tech does. Uh, but their guys are, are pretty good. Um, you know, Taj Brooks is a pretty good runner. And then uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, he's pretty good too. You know, Sir Roderick Thompson, you know, he's averaging 4.5 yards per attempt. He's got eight touchdowns. So that's a guy that Oklahoma's going to have to be worried about. Um, on the offensive line, this is one of those things that's, that's uh, I feel like it's closer probably than what like pro football focus is grading it as. You know, Oklahoma's offensive line grades is a top 10 unit. Uh, but you know, they're allowing more sacks per game than Texas Tech. Now Texas Tech is probably getting the ball out a little bit longer. And this is something that I kind of believe about football is sacks are more a product of what the quarterback does than what the offensive line does. Uh, I mean, we've seen like Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams, that the longer they hold onto the ball, the more prone they are to a sack. You read the defense right, you get the ball out quickly, then you're not going to take as many sacks. So uh, total defense, again, this, this one's about even. Um, they Oklahoma ranks 68th in yards per game allowed, Texas Tech 70th. So that one's pretty fairly even. Uh, I think Oklahoma's got more playmakers on defense, at, at least along the defensive front. Uh, but you know, we'll see how, how that plays out. Um, in scoring defense, Oklahoma is allowing 24.62 points per game. Texas Tech is 30th or allowing 30 points per game. Uh, and they're 100th in, in the nation. Uh, but didn't really seem to matter against Kansas. Um, and then the pass defense, um, you know, this one's pretty close as well, although Oklahoma's pass rush is the difference, I think, in this game. Um, Oklahoma's coverage unit has been terrible. They rank 113th in the nation, allowing 273 passing yards per game. Uh, but again, I think it's the, it's the pass rush that makes the difference for Oklahoma on this one, the run defense for Oklahoma is pretty good. They're only allowing 108 rushing yards per game, Texas tech, 151 rushing yards per game. Um, so I think again, the edge goes to Oklahoma there, uh, turnover differential. This is where Oklahoma definitely has an edge. Uh, they're averaging 0.43, uh, 
a turnover differential margin, a positive differential margin, whereas Texas Tech has a negative 0.25 uh, per game turnover differential margin. And then again, it comes down to the quarterbacks. I think, again, Caleb Williams, I think, is the is the key in this one always because he's the better player. He's going to arguably be the best player on the field. Nick Bonito will have a little bit to say about that, but um, it's going to be a, a fun game. Texas Tech and Oklahoma is always a fun matchup. You go back to that two th- 2016 uh, shootout between Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes, and um, it, it's a game that – that always has some kind of weird things happening. Now last year's one, you know, uh, Ramondre Stevenson was, was just dominant in the game. And I don't necessarily expect Oklahoma to be, to have a dominant performance in this one, but I do expect them to win. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show, but that's going to do it for today's episode of the locked on Sooners podcast. Make sure you check out the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all platforms. Go follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams, and you can read my work getting you ready for the uh, game against Texas Tech over at thesoonerswire.com. But until tomorrow, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner.